Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Good morning. How are we doing today? Good, good, good. Well, um, welcome to today's screening of Black Panther. <laughs> Might be a little different to the last time you saw it, but um, hopefully just as good. Um, really, it's an, an honor, a privilege to speak with you guys today. I love getting to share what's been on my heart for the last few weeks. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I've got a word for you guys. But before, before I jump into the, the preach, I just want to kind of get a little feel for the room, okay? A little vibe check. I just want to know, let me see hands, or, or give me a little shout if when Black Panther hit the screens, if you hit the cinemas. Who was there? Who was... Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, not bad, not bad. So, so hang on, who, who knows the catchphrase? <laughs> hang on, hang on, let's coordinate, let's coordinate. On the count of three, okay, let me hear you say it together, right? You ready? All right, three, two, one. Okay, okay, okay. Now I know I'm in the right place. <laughs> Ready, ready. Okay, so if you haven't seen it, don't worry, it's all good. I'll pray for you at the end. But um, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. If you haven't seen it, it's cool. You don't need to know too much for today. It's a superhero movie. Black Panther is the superhero. It's kind of like super strength, uh, advanced tech, really agile in combat, that sort of thing. He's the leader, the king of a nation called Wakanda, hence Wakanda forever. Um, and that's, that's basically all you need to know for today. Everyone was saying Wakanda forever for like six years after. It was a whole thing. <laughs> but um, that's, that's all you need to know. It's all good. To kick off, we are just going to watch a quick snippet from toward the end of the film. And it's this, this epic fight scene between the new king and his followers, the old king and his, and they're fighting it out for the throne. In this scene, we see a husband and a wife come head to head on the battlefield. I'll say no more, watch the screen. Man, man, man. I love that scene, love that film. For Wakanda, without question. You see, what I see in, in that scene, what I hear in that line is that when it comes to kingdom, there can be no room for compromise. Regardless of who, regardless of what. Remember the verse, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And as I was thinking about this, mulling it over and, and preparing, I came to a point where I had to ask myself the question, is there any area where I have compromised? When it comes to Jesus in each area of my life, for him, am I completely sold out? Or in some areas have I kind of sold out? How about you? If I can lean on the lingo of the film a little bit, are you Wakanda forever but only Jesus sometimes? <laughs> Jesus on Sundays, Jesus when it's easy, when you got some free time, 
Jesus until he says no. Jesus till it costs you something. You see, in truth, I think it can be kind of easy for compromise to sneak into our lives in one area or the other. But it can be deadly. Spiritually, compromise kills. And the enemy will use it and like a thief try to steal away the fullness of life that God has purposed for you. But, 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 don't worry. (laughs) This is not a day for fret or fear, neither is any other day for that matter. Our God is a God of restoration and resurrection. And for every scheme of the enemy, he has equipped us to overcome and to conquer. Amen. Today, church, I want to talk to you about conquering compromise. Conquering compromise. Catchy title if you're taking notes. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to jump in with three points, quick points, really quickly. But first, I thought every movie's got its main characters, right? So let me introduce ours. We have got the villain, that is the enemy. We got the hero, that is Jesus, of course. And we are cast in the roles today as his apprentice, learning from him, growing in him, following his footsteps. So three points real quick, and each point is going to have three parts, okay? I call it our movie plotline. The first part is the attack. That's, you know, the villain trying to cause chaos, always does in a superhero movie. Today is how the enemy is going to try and trip you up, going to try and cause you to compromise. Second part is the superpower. That is how we are equipped to overcome. That is that, that power that the hero is helping you to harness. And final part is the reward. That's the prize that is waiting for you in your victory. That all right? That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, don't worry. You'll catch on. You're smart people. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Point number one, the attack. The enemy will try to cause you to compromise through comfort. Mm. Some of you looking a little uncomfortable already. We're <laughs> just getting started. But really, I think most of us, right, at some point in our lives, one area or the other, have gone a little comfortable. Taking a step back, just kind of go with the flow. And it's nice, right? The thing about comfort is that it feels good. It's no stress, no drama, just coasting. But who knows, not everything that feels good is good for you. It feels good, and not only that, but often it will masquerade as peace, sorry, as rest. Masqueraders rest. And so we'll think that it's justified. And we'll be like, oh, I'm just in a season of rest right now. And hold on, hold on, hold on. That's fine. That's cool. That's cool. No judgment. (laughs) But for how long? (laughs) Because at some point, it stops being rest and starts being retirement. (laughs) There's a difference. You see, rest is good 100%. Rest is needed. Rest is a place of replenishment and strengthening, preparing to go again. Retirement is a place of comfort and stagnation, 
preparing to go to bingo. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, no offense, no offense to any retirees. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But you get what I'm saying, right? That's the attack, that is comfort. What's the superpower? Courage. You see, comfort is a companion of fear. We shrink back from opportunities when we're afraid that we won't have what it takes to succeed. And that fear will tell us to stay in that safe place where there's no risk of failure, where we can't mess up, where it's easy, where it's comfortable. Stay in your lane. But when we have that courage on the inside and that understanding that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, then there is no need to shy away. There is no need to hesitate to withdraw because you know that you're covered. And so when opportunities arise, we transition from this, this response, this mindset of, I don't think I can, into, I know he can. I know he will. I know he'll prepare me. I know he'll equip me. I know he is with me and he'll make a way. It says in Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. You see, you are equipped in strength and in courage to overcome your comforts, because your hero is with you, and he will never leave you. That's the superpower. What's the reward? Purpose. You see, when you step out of comfort, you step into potential. You step into the realm of possibility as you open yourself up to be used by God. And that is the best place to be. When he is in control and able to start teasing out the the talents, the gifts that he placed within you to lead you in the plans that he has for your life. I wonder how many of us have have sent up that prayer, Lord, please show me what you want to do in my life. Show me how you want to use me. Perhaps he's trying. But maybe your revelation and your preparation are on the other side of your comfort. Point number two. (laughs) You still with me? Cool, cool, cool. Okay. The attack. The enemy will try to cause you to compromise through distraction. What's eating up your time? What is taking up space in your mind? What are you doing that's adding no value to your life? No doubt for some of us, it's the streaming services, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, whatever your one is. (laughs) If I didn't name it, it still counts. (laughs) Stop looking for loopholes. (laughs) For others, it's social media, Snap, TikTok, Insta, Twitter, whatever. Another still PlayStation, Xbox. What about work? Now, don't get twisted. I ain't telling no one to quit that job, okay? You didn't, did not hear that from me. 
<laughs> your job is adding value to your life. It's called your salary. <laughs> you need that. <laughs> but I wonder how many of us are working far, far, far beyond our contracted hours and finding we have no time left for our relationship with God, for the plans and purpose that he has for us. What about sleep? Yeah, I'm coming for you today. <laughs> Anyone else get that thing where as soon as you open your Bible, your eyes start to get a little heavy? <laughs> or maybe that time that you set aside for God in the morning is being eaten up by a few too many clicks on the snooze button. For some of us, our greatest distraction is someone. Who are you permitting into your life? Are they pulling you toward Christ or away from him? Are they enhancing your faith or quenching it? Are the people around you building you up or tearing you down? Are they encouraging your growth or are they hampering it? Whatever your distraction is, is starving your purpose. It's siphoning off the attention, the resource, the consistency that you require to grow in your purpose. So, what's the superpower? What's our defense? Discipline. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Power, love, self-control. Power, love, and self-discipline. You see, discipline is not just something that you are trying to grasp. It's something that you already have. It's something that you have been given, part of the Holy Spirit package. And I understand at times it may be hard to exercise, but don't think that means you don't have it. You are equipped, and so you are in control. And if you struggle to get into the habit of practicing that discipline, into the habit of exercising it, add accountability. You see, look around you, all these beautiful people. We are blessed with community. Take advantage of it. Find someone that you trust, someone that's spiritually sound, and invite them to come alongside you to ask the difficult questions, to check in on how you're doing, how you're progressing, to challenge you. Accountability supercharges discipline. Where one may fail, two can withstand. That's the superpower. What's the reward? Progress. You see, if I go to the gym three times a week, I'm consistent and I work out, I'm going to build some muscle. I don't, but the principle is there. <laughs> if I go to class each day and I study, I'm going to learn some stuff. First the elementary, then the middle ground, then the advanced. Well, it's not dissimilar spiritually. Whoever can be trusted with very little 
can also be trusted with much. Discipline produces progress. Progress in what? Well, naturally, whatever area you're exercising discipline in. Spiritually, progress in purpose. You see, it's one thing to discover purpose and to know purpose as you overcome comfort. It's another thing to walk in it and to endure in it and persevere in it. It's another still to bear fruit through it and to impact others through it and to glorify God through it. You are equipped with discipline to overcome distractions so that you can progress in the purposes that God is revealing to you. Point number three. I told you, I'll keep it short and sweet. Get you guys to your food, don't worry. <laughs> number three, the attack. The enemy will try to cause you to compromise through conflict. See, there are some strong people in this church, real warrior types, you know. Some of you might be Wakandans for real, I don't know. Some of us have been fighting good fights for a long time. Standing in faith, standing in prayer, prophesying, believing, declaring. And over time, that can be tiring. Some of us are fighting so many different battles, you don't have time to think about anything else. Just constant firefighting from one blaze to another, seemingly all-consuming. People have got all sorts going on. And the enemy will always try to use your struggles, try to take advantage, try to maximize your problems so they're all you can see. Keep your focus on the problems and away from God. In conflict, your superpower is weakness before God. Your power is the, when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. But don't misunderstand me. I don't speak of weakness in the traditional sense of helplessness or dejection. No, that's, that's not good for us. Rather, I speak of weakness as a humility that recognizes I can't always do everything myself and leads you toward God to draw on his strength and by faith to stand on his promises and depend on his provision. See, some of us are still trying to carry everything ourselves, still trying to hold it all together ourselves, trying to fix everything ourselves. And it's exhausting. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him. 
because he cares for you. Isaiah 41.30, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Press in to him. Lean on him. Partner with him. Fix your eyes on him. Because that is where you will find your reward. Peace. Rest. Strength. Freedom. Even in the midst of your struggles, before it turns around, he is your answer. Amen? Amen. 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 Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You see, we speak today of a few of the, the rewards of overcoming compromise, but in truth, we haven't even scratched the surface of the fullness of goodness that God has purposed for your life. He has always intended that you would have an abundant life full of peace, full of power, authority, that you would be whole on the inside, nothing missing, nothing broken, overflowing with joy and contentment. And above all, that you would know and live in the eternal depth of his immeasurable love for you that you would know that you are seen, that you are cherished, and you are loved far, far, far beyond any articulation, beyond comprehension. So much so that Jesus gave his very life for you, that you could live, that you could have forgiveness for your sins, when you mess up, when you get it wrong, it's covered. Died so that you could be restored into relationship with the Father, called a child of God, treated like a son, treated like a daughter. Gave his life so you could have eternal life. In just a few minutes, I want to give you an opportunity, if you haven't already, to receive Jesus into your life best decision you will ever make, completely transform your entire existence in just a moment. But first, I want to pray for another group of people. So if every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want to ask you the same question that I started out with. When it comes to compromise, where are you at? In each area of your life, are you sold out for Jesus? And really simply, if you are not content with the answer to that question, then I want to give you an opportunity to respond and I want to pray for you. So on the count of three, with every eye closed, every head bowed, if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand for a few seconds. 
just so I can see who I'm praying for and for you to draw a line to say, Jesus, from now on, I want you to be involved in every area of my life. I don't want to withhold anything from you. I don't want any compromise coming between us. So on the count of three, if that's you, just lift your hand in three, two, one. Yeah, I see you guys. Hands all over the place. Thank you, Lord. You can put your hands down. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your goodness, Lord. I thank you for your patience, your grace towards us, Father. I just thank you for what you are doing in this place, in, in this morning, Father, as you are opening your children's hearts to you. I pray that you see those who are responding to you, Father, and you meet them. I pray that you would equip them, Father, with whatever they need to overcome the compromises in their life. Give them the strength, the courage, Lord, to move past their comforts and raise up in this place mighty men and women for your kingdom, Father, world changers. I pray, Lord, that you would equip your people. In Jesus' name, amen. And still with every eye closed, every head bowed, just as we prepare to close, I want to give that opportunity for those who don't yet know Jesus. And I don't know where all of you are at. Maybe you've been coming to church for some time now, getting to know more about Jesus. For others, perhaps this is the first time you have step, ever stepped foot in a church. Either way, it doesn't really matter. What matters is the decision that you make next. Do you want to invite Jesus into your life? Do you want to know him and know, know the real him, not just what you've heard of him? Know his peace, know his freedom, know his love, his forgiveness, his plans and purpose for your life. If you want to invite Jesus into your life today, then this is your opportunity. And same as before, with every eye closed, every head bowed, on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand for a few seconds. If that's you, then in three, two, one, just lift your hand. Yeah, I see you, I see you, I see you. Best decision you will ever make. Is there anyone else here today that wants to invite Jesus into their lives? Yeah, I see you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Just repeat this prayer after me. We're all going to say it together. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me, that you see me, that you care so much, that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for new life, for freedom. I give my life to you. I turn away from the way I've lived. I make you my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. Transform my life in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, give it up for God.
Give up, give up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.